Hey, Abbott, what time is it? It's time for the Abbott and Costello Show. We're on the air for ABC here in Hollywood. Well, what are we waiting for? Let's go with the Abbott and Costello Show. Produced and transcribed in Hollywood tonight for your listening pleasure with Susan Miller and the music of Matty Malley. Hold on to your chairs, folks, for here they are, Bud Abbott and Luke Costello. Costello, Costello, what's the matter with you tonight? Jane Russell just kissed me. Jane Russell just kissed you? Well, this smoke ain't coming out of my ears for nothing. <laughs> well, never mind that, Costello. What time was it when you came in last night? It was a quarter of twelve. Yeah, it so happens, Costello, that I looked at the clock and it was three. Well, so what about it? So well, it. three is a quarter of twelve. <laughs> well, anyhow, did you have a good time at the party? Good time? Why, yeah, but they treated me like a king. Well, one of those high-class society affairs, you know, where they give you all to eat and all to eat. Uh, the, the little crackers and sardines, that's what they give you. Little no, crackers no, and sardines. No, no, they were orders. Well, I should have... They were what? They were orders. Orders. How do you like that? And they tasted just like sardines to me. Castella, <laughs> you're getting more stupid every day. I've tried and I've tried to improve your mind, but I just can't seem to get anywhere. Why don't you face it, Abbott, and admit that you're a fan? <laughs> Skip it. Skip it? Yes. <laughs> now, wait a minute. Who'd you go to the party with, Susan Miller? Oh, no. Susan and I had a fight. Uh, well, you should be ashamed of yourself fighting with a lovely girl like Susan Miller. What, what, what started the fight? Well, Susan caught me cheating at cards. Did she catch you with an ace up your sleeve? No, with a queen on my lap. get rolling into high gear, here's a fellow with a special message for you. Come here, where have you been? Uh, why are you all dressed up tonight? Abbott, I just came from my cousin Vincent's wedding. Oh, so your cousin Vincent finally got married. Who did he marry? He married a woman. Oh, you dummy. Of... <laughs> yeah, of course he married a woman. Who ever heard of anybody marrying a man? My mother did. Oh. <laughs> Talk sense, please. What kind of a wedding did he have? It must have been a military wedding. A military wedding? How do you know? Her father was carrying a shotgun. I... <laughs> oh, 
Marriage is so romantic. Uh, who gave the bride away, Costello? Nobody. Nobody? I could have, but I kept my mouth shut. <laughs> Who, who let her down the aisle? Nobody let her. She knew the way. Blindfolded. <laughs> Look, Costello, somebody had to lead her down the aisle to meet her spouse. To meet her what? Her spouse. Vincent is a spouse. Just a minute, Abby. You can't call Vincent a spouse. He never touches her stuff. Yep. Okay. okay, okay. Then we'll say that Vincent was a groom. That's better. He was a groom before he was married. Well, how could he be a groom before he got married? He worked in a livery stable. Uh, <laughs> that's a horse on you. Oh, skip it. How's the bride look, Costello? Was she wearing a corsage? Oh, Abbott, how can you ask me such a thing? I'm only a young boy. I'm only asking you if the bride wore a corsage. No, with her shape, she don't need one. <laughs> look, Costello, you saw the bride, didn't you? Of course I saw the bride. What kind of clothes did she wear? Oh, she had a beautiful torso. Torso? Every bride has got to have a torso before she gets married. <laughs> no, no, Costello, you mean trousseau. Did you see her trousseau? No, he wasn't there. Wasn't there? Trousseau! Robinson Trousseau! Well, listen, Costello, when the bride came into the church, did you notice her train? What train? She drove up in a secondhand jalopy. I'm talking about the train on her dress. With every bridal dress, you get a train. What store is giving those away? I bought a suit once and got a baseball bat and a catcher's mitt, but I never got a train. Costello, will you please listen? When the bride walked into the church, was uh, was she dragging anything behind her? My cousin Vincent. Talking about her dress. Did you see that long white piece of goods hanging from her dress? Oh, yes, sir. I saw that. That was her train. Oh, I tripped over that thing and tore it off. You, you tore off a train? How did the bride look without a train? She looked like a late freight with a loose caboose. <laughs> Castelli, you're not fit to talk to an idiot. I'll write you a note. I... Your cousin Vincent is very lucky. A man doesn't know what real happiness is until he until he gets married, Lou. Yes, and then it's too late. Yes. <laughs> yeah, dummy. I'm very sentimental about marriage. How well I remember my marriage. I can remember. I can remember when I turned to my wife and said those words. I do. You should remember those words. That was the last time you got a chance to open your mouth. <laughs> That's ridiculous, Costello. My wife and I are very happy. Why, Betty and I are inseparable. Yes, you are. The last fight you had, it took four people to separate you. (laughs) Abbott, does it cost much to get married? No, no, they have different prices. Now, the uh, preacher who married my wife and I uh, charged according to the beauty of the bride. If the bride is very beautiful, he charged $10. If she was pretty, it was $5. If she was just uh, ordinary, he charged $2. How much did he give you? (laughs) Costello, you've got the wrong slant on marriage. All brides are beautiful. If all brides are beautiful, where do all those ugly wives come from? <laughs> Call for little Johnny. Call for little Johnny. Who are you? Philip Morris. I never can find that kid. I'm a nephew, folks. Look, Abbott, you're making enough money. Why don't you give the kid some dough and let him stay home? Costello, Norman is, is very proud. He wouldn't take charity. He'd rather steal it. Certainly <laughs> No, no, let Look, wait a minute, Lou. Are you trying to insinuate that he's a thief? Norman's a very brilliant boy. Last week he saw a sign in a post office that said, Murderer Wanted. He went in and applied for the job. Hello, boys. Well, hello, Susan. Look, Costello, it's Susan Miller. Susan Miller. (laughs) 
Oh, Susan, why didn't you show up for our date last night? Oh, I couldn't, Costello. We've had sickness in our house. The fireplace caught virus X. Now, how could your fireplace catch virus X? Why not? It's already got the flu. Get it? Fireplace. <laughs> Same writers we got. <laughs> Susan, you're getting so... You get to sound more like Milton Berle's mother every day. Why don't you invite Costello to your party next Sunday afternoon? Well, that's a good idea. Costello, you can be Cupid. Wear three-cornered pants and carry a bow and arrow. Oh, Susan, I couldn't do that. Why not? Oh, how would it look for a guy my age to be carrying a bow and arrow? (laughs) I'm going to the party, Costello. I'm going as Simple Al. Oh, don't you mean Simple Simon? Yeah, but so simple he can't spell Simon. You shouldn't talk that way about Abbott. He's very romantic. And he's quite a hand with the ladies at a party. Oh, no, he ain't. He's too slow. We went to a party last Saturday, and before Abbott got around asking the girl for a kiss, I already had my face slapped three times. <laughs> well, you see, Costello, now, if you were married, things like that wouldn't happen to you. Susan's right, Costello. Marriage keeps a man out of trouble. Yeah, it keeps him out of trouble. He wouldn't have gotten in if he hadn't got married. <laughs> Oh, now, what don't you like about marriage? The part where they throw away the rice. That part I don't like where they throw the rice. At my cousin's wedding today, they threw rice at Vincent, and it's too messy. Rice isn't messy. It is when they mix it with chop suey. (laughs) Well, I gotta go now. I'll see you at the party. Susan, I'll be over real early, and I'll help you stuff the turkey. Oh, no, you don't. You stuffed the turkey the last party. You stuffed it with taffy. Stuffed the turkey with taffy? Mm-hmm. What happened? Well, while all the other people were trying to get their teeth unstuffed, Costello ate all the white meat. <laughs> Come on, Fatso. You know, Abbott, there goes a nice girl. Really. Uh, I'll have to agree on that. A very nice girl. You know, Susan said that she'd marry me if it wasn't for my sentimentality. Sentimentality? Yeah, she knows I haven't got a cent, and she's not so sure about my mentality. <laughs> Susan would marry you all right, Costello, if you were in uh, business and making money, you know. Oh, Abbott, what kind of business could I go in? Well, it's sleepier and it's spring. You know, I think we could make a fortune if we open a matrimonial bureau. There's a lot of money ar- ar- arranging weddings for people. Do. Not me, Abbott. I'm not going to be responsible for sticking guys with mother in laws. <laughs> with mother-in-laws. You don't even know what a mother-in-law is. A mother-in-law is the FBI in bloomers. <laughs> well, it's easy to see you know nothing about matrimonial bureau. Well, I do, too. Last summer I worked in a matrimonial bureau. I was in a travel department. I arranged places for happy couples to go on their honeymoon. You did? And I only made one mistake. A couple wanted to go to Niagara Falls, and I sent them to Atlantic City. Were they angry? They will be if they ever find out. (laughs) Well, Betty, darling, it's my wife, Costello. Uh, Betty, Costello and I are thinking of opening a matrimonial bureau. Oh, I think that's wonderful. Oh, marriage is such a wonderful thing. I owe everything I am to my husband, Buddy. Why don't you give him the two cents a square to your account? Why don't you defend me? Sometimes I think the only reason you married me was because my Uncle Harry left me a million dollars. That's a lie, Mrs. Abbott. Thanks, Costello. He would have married you regardless of who left you the money. (laughs) Pay no attention to him, Betty. You know, you are even more lovelier than the day I married you. Look at you standing there. Your slim figure, your short-cut hair, and those prim slacks... She doesn't look like the mother of two children, does she, Costello? No. Thanks. You look like the father. 
poor fellow, I'll have you know that my wife still wears a size 16. Isn't that a pretty big shoe for a woman? Oh. <laughs> Why, you bloated blubberhead. You're built like a tub. You ought to wear a girdle. <laughs> I tried that once. I wore a girdle and it made my stomach disappear. Really? Yes, it sneaked around to the back and popped up under an assumed name. Why don't you cut that out, Costello? Why don't you act nice? Why don't you invite Betty and I over to your house tonight for dinner? I'm sorry, Abbott. I'm having my brother for dinner. Oh, you're lucky. We can't get any pork. <laughs> oh, Betty, 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 Betty. Oh, Betty, you certainly sneak that one in on him. Sneaking them in on him. No, you're always sneaking them on him. Ladies and gentlemen, you have just heard from a pair of old sneakers. <laughs> Costello, look, if we were in business, you wouldn't have time to go around and selling people. We ought to open that matrimonial bureau. You put up the money, and I'll open up the office. Oh, no, you don't. Oh, all right, I figured that. I'll open the office, and you put up the money. Well, that's better. All right. <laughs> Wait a minute, wait a minute. That's the same thing. Well, uh, I've got the place, uh, the office all picked out. All I want you to do is to go around and grab some customers that want to get married. Okay, I'll grab Jane Russell. Well, you can grab Jane Russell. Jane Russell is already married. You grab what you like and I'll grab what I like. <laughs> deserve a breather after that one, so let's take a minute right about now to listen to this. Costello found a four-leaf clover when they found Susan Miller. Here she is, you lucky people, singing with Matty Malnick's orchestra. I'm looking over a four-leaf clover that I overlooked before. One leaf is sunshine, the second is rain. Over what? a four-leaf clover what? that I overlooked before. One leaf is sunshine. 
Costello, how's it feel to be in business? Here we are in our own office, the Abbott and Costello Matrimonial Bureau. Now, remember, we want to try and get my uh, my oldest sister married as soon as possible. Now, there, there's her picture. That's her picture? Yeah, but she's got red curly hair. What's wrong with that? Lots of girls have red curly hair. Growing out of their ears? <laughs> Answer that, Costello. That may be a custom. Abbott and Costello Matrimonial Agency. Be brief. I just got my penny on the payphone. A penny? You're supposed to drop in a nickel on the phone. Well, I'm calling from a thrifty drugstore. What can I do for you? Well, I've got to have a wife. I've simply got to have a wife. I've got two million dollars. If you get me a wife, I'll give her a million dollars, and I'll give you a million for your fee. A million dollars for me? Come over right away to the office, right away. Well, I can't. They won't let me out. I'm all right, I tell you. I'm all right. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, to Mr. Harry Brown goes the Oscar for the show tonight. <laughs> hey, Abbott, what paper did you put our ad in? The Hardware Journal. I thought so. One of the nuts just called up. <laughs> Abbott and Costello Matrimony Agency, what kind of girls have we got? We got girls in frills and girls in laces, arsenic and old faces, girls who sing and girls who dance yet, girls who never had a chance yet, big girls, small girls, everyone spectacular, short girls, tall girls, and Abbott's sister who looks like Dracula. <laughs> I think I run Harry Brown a close second. How do you do, gentlemen? I'm from the Marriage License Bureau. I understand you two are running a matrimonial bureau. Mr. Costello, do you understand the laws governing marriage? I do. And Mr. Abbott, do you understand the laws governing marriage? I do. I now pronounce you man and wife. That'll be five dollars, please. Uh, this is a fine business you got me in, Abbott. I can't understand why we ain't got no customers coming in. I put an ad in the Folly Times this morning. How do the ad read? It says, man with bottle of gin would like to meet lady with bottle of olives. Object, martinis. <laughs> Not martinis, matrimony. Ho, 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 Abbott. Maybe we could find a husband for my cousin, Mary Bozzo. She had a very tragic life. Her first husband was hanged. Her second husband was hanged. Her third husband was hanged. And her fourth husband was hanged. And she wants to get married again? Yes, yeah, she's just getting the hang of it. <laughs> Abbott, maybe we could find a wife for me. Well, what kind of a girl would you want? She must have gorgeous blonde hair, a lovely figure, and a beautiful face, and a million dollars. And a girl with all that would have to be nuts to marry you. And she can be nuts, too. <laughs> Hiya, fellas. How's the new matrimonial agent? Well, it's our band leader, Maddie Malnick. Well, I, I just dropped over to bring you some business. I have a little niece at home who's dying to marry Costello. Why does every girl want to marry me? Sometimes I wish I wasn't so young and beautiful and coy and charming. So debonair and so petite. Now, wait a minute, Costello. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. <sighs> just hold on, hold on a minute, hold on a minute. Don't go flying in there. Maddie's idea sounds like a good proposition. Uh, by the way, has your niece got any money, Maddie? Oh, sure. She inherited a very fat dowry from her mother. Uh, we don't care about her figure. Has she got any money? <laughs> How dare you ask such a question, Costello? She is a Malnick. I'll have you know that we Malnicks are a proud lot. You Malnicks are a vacant lot. Now, <laughs> oh, now, Costello, take it easy. Are you really serious, Matty, about your niece wanting to marry Costello? Yes, I am. Last night, my little niece was sitting on the floor playing with her toys. And she looked up at me and said, 
That Lou Costello is the sweetest boy, and I'd like to marry him. Oh, now, isn't that cute? How old is she? Fifty-seven. <laughs> Look, Manny, Costello doesn't want to get married, but we'll be glad to find a husband for your niece. That's wonderful, bud. She's right out in your waiting room. Shall I bring her in? You better wheel her in. <laughs> boy, Sienna, will you step in here? Here she comes on the run. She doesn't run very good. Maybe she needs a grease job. Why, <laughs> Costello? Uh, how do you uh, how do you do, Miss? Uh, 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 the full name is Poinciana Pigeon Hyphen Pigeon. What's what's the hyphen for? That's for the pigeon to sit on. And <laughs> uh, Miss Pigeon, I'm sure that we can find you an ideal husband. Now. If you'll just leave a hundred dollars deposit and, um, of course, one of your pictures. Oh, I'm afraid I haven't any pictures of myself. I did have some taken, but the photographer uh, didn't develop the negative. He was probably afraid to go in a dark room with them alone. Uh, Miss Pigeon, have you ever been married before? Yes. My first husband snored, so I got a divorce. Now he pays me $500 a week alimony. Just because he snores? Yes. That guy's really paying through the nose. Are you going steady with anyone right now? Yes, I am. But he's a businessman and he's always away on trips. Now, Mr. Costello, what would you do if you were in my place? Oh, I don't know. Let's go over to your place and find out. Uh, why, Costello? <laughs> Miss Bridget, are you planning on marrying this man? I don't think so. I've got a hunch that he's growing tired of me. What makes you think that? He hasn't been to see me in over ten years. <laughs> Your troubles are over, Miss Pigeon. We'll find you a husband. Oh. Just, uh, just give us your check for $1,000 for our fee and sign this contract. Uh, what contract? Now, I can't see so good. Broke my glasses before I left the house this morning. Well, how could you see to find your way to this office? She must have come in on the rims. <laughs> quiet, Costello, quiet. This woman is a customer. Let me handle her. And now, Miss Pigeon, uh, if you come to my house... Uh, uh, eight o'clock this evening, we'll say. I'll show you a happy family. Myself, my wife, and our little boy. Oh, this is so thrilling. I'll be there at eight o'clock. Abbott, why did you tell that woman you had a little boy? You haven't got a little boy. Well, Costello, we've got to put this deal over. I'll have a little boy by eight o'clock tonight. Don't worry. Abbott, now I'm convinced that does does everything. <laughs> with short pants and bobby socks. Costello doesn't look like a five-year-old boy. I don't? No, you look like a three-year-old moron. <laughs> now, remember, Costello, I'm going to call you Junior, and you're supposed to be a schoolboy. I am a schoolboy, Abbott. For 20 years, I've been going to school studying reading, writing, and arithmetic, and my mother is proud to say that I am the only schoolboy that can't read, can't write, and can't count. Why is she proud? No other mother can make that statement. Now, there's Miss Pigeon now. Remember, remember, Costello, you're our son, Junior. Now, you answer the door, and, and Mrs. Abbott and I will go into the kitchen. Good evening, little boy. I'm Miss Pigeon. Hello, Miss Pigeon. I'm Junior. Pull up a clothesline and sit down. Spread your feathers. Oh, my. What a quaint little fellow. Just love little boys like you. I wish I had 14 little boys, and I wish they were all just like you. You want 14 little boys just like me? Yes. Let me smell your breath. 
my, how cute. Now tell me, little man, where are your father and mother? They're out in the kitchen passing the time. Passing the time? They're throwing the clock at each other. <laughs> you mean they fight? Ah, uh, you should have heard them yesterday. My mother was trying to stuff something in the incinerator, and she had an awful struggle, but she couldn't do it. But why didn't your father help her? He's what she was trying to stuff in the incinerator. Quite a kid, hey? And Mr. Abbott told me that they were such a happily married couple. Oh, but tell me, little man, is that Mrs. Abbott, uh, I, I mean, your mother's picture over there on the mantel? Uh-huh, that's her. My, that's a lovely upstreet hairdo. My father gave her that. Now, how could your father give her an up-sweep hairdo? He hit him over the head with a broom. <laughs> Very interesting. Tell me, is Mr. Rabbit, I mean your father, good to your mother? Oh, sure. He's always buying her presents. Oh. Only this morning he bought my mama a beautiful present. A nice new carving knife. Oh, does your mother know he bought her the carving knife? Oh, no. She don't even know he's going to cut her throat. <laughs> Thank you, young man. You've saved me a thousand dollars. Goodbye. Well, come on. Well, what happened? What happened? Wait, wait. Where's Miss Pigeon Pigeon? The Pigeon Pigeon just flew the coop coop. <laughs> Castello, didn't you tell her that we were a very happy family? I couldn't have it. I told her the truth. Castello, why do you do these things? Every time I have a chance to swindle somebody out of money, you always gum up the works. Why? Why do you continually do these things to me? Oh, I'm a bad boy! Stick around. The boys aren't quite through with you yet. They'll be back after a final thought on this subject. Costello with a final word. Well, Costello, we've done a lot of joking about marriage. And I want you to tell the audience that you know that marriage is a serious thing. Are you kidding? Anybody that's married knows that. Uh, <laughs> Costello, I don't believe you even know what a, it takes to make a marriage. Oh, sure I do. It takes two people to make a marriage. That's right. A single girl and an anxious mother. Oh, good night.
Wednesday night at this time for another great Abbott and Costello show, produced and transcribed in Hollywood by Charles Vanda and featuring Susan Miller and Matty Malnick's orchestra. This is Michael Roy saying goodbye until this same time next Wednesday. Be sure to stay tuned for the outstanding entertainment which follows throughout the evening on this ABC station.